This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about why it's easier to change your life when you're already changing your life. We take a deep dive into COVID-19 mantras and we ask for listener suggestions for hacks to maintain harmony among siblings. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I am in my home office right here in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I feel very fortunate that you and I are usually in harmony. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretchen, I think the uh, age difference helps. We were not elbowing each other in school. Yeah, we're five years apart. When you're young, that's like a generation. Yes, Um, But listen, this week we have some very exciting news to announce. People have been asking us, when are we going to announce the next book for the Happier Podcast Book Club? And we are ready to unveil the next choice. Yes, and I love this book so much. It is The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. Yes. Now, up to now, we've done memoirs just because there kept being one memoir after another that we couldn't resist. But people have been asking for novels, and we wanted to pick a novel at some point. And this is the novel we chose. It has generated a tremendous amount of buzz. It was an instant bestseller. It was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize. It was a New York Times book review notable book. It was named one of Time Magazine's 100 must-read books of 2019 and named one of the best books of the year by NPR, The Washington Post, and many others. And here's a little description. A richly moving story that explores the indelible bond between two siblings, the house of their childhood, and a past that will not let them go. The Dutch House is the story of a paradise lost, a tour de force that digs deeply into the questions of inheritance, love, and forgiveness of how we want to see ourselves and of who we really are. 
Gretch, it's thought provoking, but it's also a page turner. Yes. I mean, I just <laughs> ripped through it. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite combination. Um, so the author again is Anne Patchett, and Anne Patchett also co-owns a beloved indie bookstore called Parnassus Books in her hometown of Nashville. So if you are ordering the book, you might consider ordering it from Parnassus. You can order it for delivery or from your own local indie bookstore, of course. And if you want to read more Anne Patchett, if you read this and you want to read more, I particularly love a memoir she wrote called Truth and Beauty about her decades-long friendship with writer Lucy Greeley. I think I've read it three times. And I also really love her novels Commonwealth and Bel Canto. So gold star if you keep going with Anne Patchett. And Gretchen, very exciting. Of course, we can't have Ann Patchett in the actual studio, but (laughs) she is going to join us uh, via the wonders of technology to talk about the novel for episode 281, which will air July 8th, 2020. Yeah. So get reading. Also, we know many of you love audiobooks. Uh, Tom Hanks performs the audiobook, and many people have mentioned to me that it's just he's a wonderful reader of this book. So let us know what are your questions or insights about the book once you start reading. Um, add them in the comments here or share them on social media using hashtag Happier Podcast Book Club, and we will use them in our interview. We cannot wait. Yes, so exciting. Now, listen, this week our Try This at Home tip is to change your life when you're changing your life. All right, Gretch, explain what that means. Now, in my book, Better Than Before, which is all about how we can make or break our habits, I talk about the 21 strategies that we can use. And one of the strategies is the strategy of the clean slate. And this is the idea that I think a lot of people have experienced, that that's when we go through a big transition, our old habits are wiped away, and it's much easier for new habits to start. So, for instance, research shows that one of the best times to quit smoking is when you move into a new house because all of your usual kind of associations with smoking have been wiped away, so it's easier to start something new. On that subject, one of my favorite writers, David Sedaris, moved to Japan to quit smoking. See, there you go. Like, going to a new country, it's the mo- especially one that has a different alphabet, a different, you know, whole different—that's a great idea. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Um And so we have all had a massive habit disruption because of the pandemic. So for good and for bad, some things are probably better. Some things are not maybe not as good as they were before. But we can try to hang on to the good. Yeah, we've been talking, Gretchen, about how things are changing. It's not like a light switch that's going on and off, though. Yeah. It's gradual. It's different in different places. It's different for different people, depending on your circumstance and what your job is and so many factors. Yeah. And so it's the kind of thing where you could lose your good habits you formed without even realizing it was happening yeah. because it's not like this moment where where everything changes. Right. It's not like moving to a new house where you're like, wow, I'm going to really have to figure out how I'm going to incorporate my exercise habit into this new situation. This is going to be a gradual thing. And I think some of us probably have started good habits almost quite without realizing it. And so this is really a time to be mindful. This is a time to pay attention and think about, well, what in my life right now is working well and maybe working better than it has before? Maybe I've, I've had an opportunity during this time to do something in a good way. Or what's something that's not working well? What's something that I would like to drop as we Mm -hmm. go forward? And then to mindfully make a plan. Because one of the things is we often think this would be impossible for me to break this habit. Like, let's say every, 
every day it's around three o'clock, you go to the vending machine and you're like, I just can't resist it. It's like mm-hmm. he calls to me. I'm helpless to resist. It's the Death Star. I'm the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it has the tractor beam. But you haven't gone to the vending machine for more than two months now. And when you do go back to that office, just say to yourself, I'm never going to walk down that hallway again. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to that hallway for any other reason to go to the vending machine. I'm just not even going to flop one little toe over the line. Mm-hmm. And then that habit will just go away. But if you don't think about it in advance, it would be very easy to just sort of fall back into it. And then it seals back into cement and you've lost the opportunity to change that habit with a lot less effort than you might otherwise need to use. Yeah, Gretchen, where I'm feeling this is in my step count. So I have really been making an effort to walk 10,000 steps a day during this safer at home period. So not just your 20 and 20. Right. So I'm doing 20 and 20, but I'm really trying to do 10,000 steps, which for me is like three and a half miles, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it takes me quite some time to get it done. That's a good amount. So what I'm thinking is the more things go back to quote unquote normal the harder it's going to be for me to get that step count in. Like, I need to figure out how I'm going to incorporate that because I really want to keep it. It is so good for my blood sugar, for one thing. Um, That much movement in the day makes a big difference. It's really worth me trying to incorporate it. And so I need to pay attention and make a plan for that. Well, because I would think for you— Having to drive places, that's just a lot of time in your day where you're just forced to sit down. Right. And so when that, even just that piece of life got taken out, that freed up a lot of time for you, but that's going to creep back in. One way or another, you're going to find yourself in the car a lot more. So you're going to have to think think about that. Yeah. One thing I want to do is I've had my treadmill desk, your wonderful gift to me. Yeah, my best gift I ever gave. Yeah. In the garage, because it really doesn't fit in the house. But if Sarah and I end up working from home, which I believe we will through at least the summer, if not beyond that, I'm going to move the treadmill desk inside so that I can walk while we're working. Up until now, I've only been walking like just on my own time watching Netflix. But if I could be walking and working, that would make it much easier to keep the step count up. So that's my plan when you say make a plan. Yeah. What about you? Well, I I always like walking, but but I have been doing it much more consistently. So I want to keep up that pace, which is good. One thing that we have changed, and this is something where I do it with Jamie, so I have to like consult with him, but I'm a real morning person and Jamie's more of a night person and he wakes up low. And during this whole time, at some point it was, he was feeling low in the morning. And so I said to him, well, why don't you come walk Barnaby with me? Because that's like a little bit of exercise and it's fun to be with Barnaby and you go outside and you get the morning light. You know, I'm all about the morning light and the circadian rhythm. And you just you just get your blood going. You're out you're out in nature. I mean, such as it is in yeah. our New York City. It's not it's not what most people consider nature, but it is outside, I guess I should say. I mean, that's been a really nice thing. But I don't know if he's gonna want to do it because he usually just gets up and goes to work. Mm. But who knows when he's gonna be getting up and going to work and what that's gonna look like. Yeah. So but it is something that I wanna I don't wanna just assume that we will go back to me walking Barnaby by myself because I think it really is actually, and it's a nice way to start the day as a couple too. It yeah. just, there's a nice atmosphere for that. 
Well, Gretchen, another habit that I want to keep up, or I guess I should say a bad habit I don't want to slip back (laughs) into, is I have found myself nagging a lot less during this time. Ah, about what? It makes sense because 90% of what I usually am nagging about is getting people out the door. Right? Ah. It's being on time. It's ushering yeah. out the door. It's getting people out of bed. And it is so much more pleasant with me not nagging. Yeah. So, so much of it is just about getting people out the door yeah. a lot of times in the morning, but also for social events like parties, birthday parties, et cetera. But since we're not going anywhere, I have no reason to nag anyone. So this is a bad habit, or it's a habit that went away just because it's it's not necessary at this point. And so you're trying to figure out, how can I maintain yes. that? Yeah. Now, see, that's a tricky one. That it's going to get one. harder as there's more places, theoretically, to go. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I need to discuss this with Jack and Adam yeah. and say, hey, I know everyone is enjoying me not nagging, but... Yeah. The problem is Adam doesn't think being on time is important. So it goes down to our fundamental disagreement. Right. It's it's yes. a hard one. But I really, maybe I just need to say being late is less important than nagging. Because I do think the nagging really lowers morale in the house. Well, it might be an interesting thing just to talk about as a family. Not even like let's arrive at a final policy, but just like let's talk about what we think and how... We view this and what the, I don't know, because it is, it is hard if one person thinks it's not important. That's like everything. I mean, it's, right. if somebody thinks it's not, that's one of the, the problems of shared work. It's like tidiness. If one person thinks it's important and another person's like, I don't understand why you care if the bed is made, we just unmake it every night, then it's like, they're just preferences. Yeah. And so it, it's hard. But I, I guess the bottom line for all of us is to be mindful and to yes. really think, what is working and how do I hang on to that when circumstances change? So that if we've experienced a silver lining, if we've experienced some kind of upside to everything that's happened, we find a way to hang on to it moving forward. Because it seems like there are lessons. Some are negative lessons, but some are positive lessons, and we want to look at that going forward. And by the way, if, if you're trying to anticipate how you would hold on to a good habit in the future when things start to go back... As I said, in Better Than Before, I talk about the 21 strategies for habit change, and that goes into how you use each of the 21 strategies. And then on my site, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources under Better Than Before, there's something called the Checklist for Habit Change, which is a one-page thing where you could write something at the top, like walk 10,000 steps a day, and then make notes for how you could use any of the 21 strategies to help you cement that habit into place. It's just a handy checklist if you want to make sure that you've considered all the options. Because with an important habit, a lot of times we use multiple strategies to help keep it strong, um, which is actually a lot easier than it sounds. Well, Gretch, I'll let you know how my 10,000 steps go. I believe in you. You really want to do this. And you have a treadmill desk. I I, I think you can do it. Um, Let us know if you do try this at home and how changing your life when you're changing your life works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 274. This is episode 274 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we're going to ask you, our listeners, for help with a happiness hack. But first, this break.
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So listen, now it's time for a happiness hack. And this listener had two great hacks to offer, but she wants even more hacks about family harmony. Yes, Lindsay says, With families sheltering in place together, I was wondering if you or your listeners had any tips for keeping the peace between siblings. I will give you two examples of the harmony hacks as I think of them in the hopes that they will bring more to mind. The first is the classic approach. You cut the cake, he gets to pick which piece he wants. A neat and efficient trick for ensuring equal size pieces. I remember the first time somebody, I did that. I was like, this is genius. Uh Makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. The second did not originate with me, but it was very successful in our house. On Easter, the clever Easter bunny hid blue and green eggs for my older son and yellow and orange eggs for my younger son. Since each knew his colors, there was no squabbling over who got more, just two boys happily hunting for eggs and even helping each other along. Anyone else have clever tips to share? Well, first of all, I really wish that our Easter Bunny knew about this trick because Eliza is six years older than Eleanor. And so this was an issue for us for a while because one person's just so much more able to find the egg. So I think this is that's a really fun, easy way to solve that problem. I'm dying for more tips like these. Both of these are terrific. 
Yeah, I have to say, Jack is an only child. And when I hear about all the fighting between siblings that's been going on during this time, there have been moments where I'm just like, thank goodness he's an only child. Of course, he also doesn't have anyone to play with, so it goes back and forth. But I think as summer comes, and so many camps obviously have been canceled, this whole sibling thing is going to get way more intense because there won't even be school to sort of distract for part of the day. So I would love to hear what people do to keep the peace. Yeah, any hacks about splitting things, figuring out what game to play, taking turns, any kind of hack for any age of siblings. I think this would be great. I would love to have like a long list of resources. So, Lindsay, thank you for that question. We hope we get lots of answers. Yes. Okay, Lisa, then now we're going to take a deep dive into COVID-19 mantras. In episode 269, our Try This at Home was to choose a mantra for this period of our lives. And mine was put down my clipboard, which I've been very faithfully (laughs) doing uh, to my family's delight. And we asked listeners to send their COVID-19 mantras, and it's really interesting to see them. Yeah, and Gretchen, this is the perfect time to talk about these mantras because as things do shift and change, we want to still keep in mind what we're trying to do, right, at this time. Because, again, everyone's in a different place and things are confusing and it's nice to just be anchored into what you want your take to be on this time. Yes. So Angie says, I stole my mantra from a song from the musical Rent. No day but today. It keeps me from spiraling into the what-ifs of the future. Great idea. Yes. Jen's is, I love this, stay in to get out. As an obliger, it's not too hard to follow shelter in place, but when I get down about our current situation, this keeps me focused on the end game. Yeah, that's great. Anne's is very simple. Stay busy, stay calm. That's (laughs) Goes a long way. That's what my mom always says. Yes, stay Our calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Krista says, my COVID-19 mantra was forced upon me. Early in April, I tested positive for COVID. So positive became the looming mantra of what this time would look like for me. But instead of being fearful, I decided to turn that positive into something with a better meaning. So it became my mental mantra to stay positive, looking for the good and choosing my attitude throughout all of this. Love that. Well, I love this in seeing the reframing possibilities in the word. And again, it, it's a word that has multiple meanings. And I think that is always good for a mantra. Yes. Some people have changed instead of saying stuck at home, safe at home. Yes, exactly. Reframe. Sydney says her mantra is control what you can, let go of what you can't. Things I can control. Exercise daily, skincare, floss, teeth, kindness, healthy food, my attention. Can't. When my internship starts, graduation date change, global response, other people's feelings and responses. Very wise. Yeah, and that's one that's really meaningful now when people are doing different things. It's what you can control and what you can't control. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Amanda says, my new COVID-19 mantra is you become what you pay attention to. I've always had it on a post-it on my computer because it has always rung true to me, but I think it especially rings true today. I need to be very careful what I pay attention to. Everything is magnified. She says, I love your show. It's definitely something I'm paying attention to right now. Well, thank you, Amanda. That's nice. 
Sarah says, my mantra for this time is, I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. There you go. Great. Simple and great. And here from Suzanne, my COVID-19 mantra is let go. Here is how it has helped. Let go of checking news constantly. Let go of little annoyances with my husband. Let go of some of the screen time rules for the kids. Let go of the clutter in my house. Let go of too many expectations on myself. The list keeps going for me. If I can let go a little bit, everyone, including me, feels calmer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. We all have been there. If you want inspiration for that, there's a great video of Snoop Dogg listening to Let It Go in the car in front of his house. Oh, oh I got to go check that out. I'll put put a link to that in the show notes. It's so cute. Okay, this is from Jennifer, who lets us know she's an upholder. Ooh. Um, Her mantra is, what am I going to kick myself for not getting done during this time? It is also the title of my version of the 20 for 20 slash COVID-19 list. (laughs) I have about 10 things on this list now, and it is prioritized as in what I will kick myself the most for. Oh, that's funny. That's a very upholdery yeah. type uh, type mantra. And if you don't know what an upholder or a questioner or an obliger or a rebel is, you can take the quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. So Jennifer's an upholder like me, so that's fun. Oh, I love this one from Katie. She said, I came up with my mantra this morning. After a somewhat rough week with three young children, two parents attempting to work from home, and kindergarten remote learning, the mantra is be aggressively cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively cheerful. I love that idea. I get it. We've all been there. (laughs) Now, this is from Jamie. The mantra is embrace your inner rebel. Jamie says, I'm an upholder, which I usually love about myself, but it isn't very functional. I'm choosing this time to let my latent rebel tendencies fly. Motivation and inspiration are weirder and harder to harness than ever. So if I want to do a thing, I let myself dive right in. Bonus, more is actually getting done. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Now, Barbara's mantra is a very familiar proverb, which is use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. She writes, it is so appropriate as I clean out my closets and cabinets and among them find valuable treasures, a huge bottle of Mm. hand sanitizer, (laughs) along with misplaced things I can now use. I've also used this in the kitchen when preparing a dish and not having all the right ingredients and subbing where necessary. I'm a skilled cook, so this is not an issue for me. But as a questioner with a slight twist in the direction of a polder, I have always chosen to make the recipe as written, even if it meant going to the store for two teaspoons of a specific spice. Well, now I don't have that luxury, so the new mantra has been very helpful. That's good. So it's helping her come to grips with the kind of limitations on this time. Okay, Gretch, this is from Lucy. She says, my COVID-19 mantra is actually my mantra for 2019. Enough is a feast. When I adopted it last year, it was more to do with keeping my tendency to overcommit and check, but it has taken on new depth and meaning since COVID-19. I find myself unemployed. I went freelance in March, what timing, and am now Mm. full-time mom at home with three-year-old twins. But although things have been turned on their head in many ways, I really have more than enough. We are so fortunate to be able to pay our bills, put food on the table, and have lots of outdoor space. Enough is a feast reminds me to be grateful for everything I have. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. Yeah. And here in a very different mood, (laughs) we we will give the last mantra, which is very specific. 
Kristen writes, after listening to today's episode, I want to share my COVID-19 mantra with you. Something I decided after the end of week one in quarantine was wear pants. I feel like this has totally changed my attitude and my mood over the last month. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gretch. Wearing pants. It is just, it's its a its a thing right now. It's a thing. It's a thing I don't do. A but lot I understand. of conversation around yes. the topic of pants. Yes, I understand why that could be a very helpful mantra for some people. Coming up, we have demerits and gold stars, plus a listener shares her opinion on demerits. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Okay, now it's time for Demerits and Gold Stars. And we got an interesting uh, email from our listener, Liz, about using demerits. Because a lot of times people will say to us, oh, don't give yourself so many demerits. But we actually feel like it's very helpful to give demerits. And she explains why it is a helpful practice. Yes, she says, I wanted to share with the two of you how giving myself a demerit helped me. I made a blunder in a work Zoom meeting, we've all done that, yeah. and was just spiraling afterward. It was the type of thing where I'm sure no one else will remember or likely even noticed, but I was beating myself up about it. I decided to go on a walk and I gave myself a demerit. I spoke it out loud to myself, just as you both do on the podcast. I felt so much better afterward and it really helped me stop agonizing over it and learn from it instead. Now I'm going to try giving myself a weekly demerit or gold star. Excellent, because this is how we think 
they're helpful. They, yes. they aren't about just like beating yourself up. It's really about showing yourself how you could let something go or learn to fix something. And so I appreciate all the people who think that we shouldn't do it, but I think it does make us happier instead of making us less happy. Don't you think, Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. It's not about punishing ourselves. Yeah. It's really about voicing something we want to change to help yes. us change it. And I agree with Liz that once you voice it, it loses its weight. Yes. It actually lifts off of your spirit. Yes. So yes. others should try and see what they think. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, Gretch. Now, speaking of demerits, you're up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes. So I talked a while ago about how Eleanor and I were starting to do back exercises to work on our posture because posture is such a big issue. And we really hung in there for a while. And the thing about Eleanor, she doesn't choose to do it and she sort of grudgingly does it, but she does do it. She doesn't make up a big make a big fuss. But I do need to prompt her and say, hey, we need to do it. And I just like a week went by and I just forgot. You know how stuff mm -hmm. just like falls out of your head? And then I was like, oh, we got we forgot doing them. And then we picked up again, but we just haven't been as consistent. So I need to figure out how to really make it because anything having to do with your muscles, you just you have to be regular about it. Doing it every once in a while doesn't help. You have to really train the muscle. So I want to find a way for us to get back into that habit because well, it's not that hard. It just has to be done. It's also hard, Gretch, though, because it goes against your mantra of putting down the clipboard. It so does. You're in a you're between a rock and a hard place here. Yes, exactly. I, I think I, I don't know what you should do. I know. I think in this case, this is a place where I should use the clipboard. Okay. But you're right. Maybe I just I I I flung the the I flung it away from me, and I need to pick it pick up a little tiny clipboard. Okay. How about you, Elizabeth? What's what's your gold star? All right. Well, I am giving my gold star to a purchase that I made, and many others I know got the same thing, including mm. Chuck, our producer. Papa Shot, it is called. Okay. okay. Papa Shot, for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of, it's an arcade game, and you've all seen them. There's two basketball hoops and a bunch of balls and a timer, and basically, you play games where you have two people trying to make baskets. I mean, that's it. It's that simple. Mm as fast as you can with all these little basketballs. And we got one because someone suggested it's a great way to have an active, fun thing to do for the kids during this time of being safer at home. Yeah. And I will say it has been so great. I mean, we all love it. That's the thing. It's not really? just for kids. Adults love it, too. I've never played basketball in my life. I love yeah. it. I will say that it's not cheap. It's pretty expensive. But compared to, you know, we didn't go on a spring break trip. We're not having right. camps, all these things. The Sort of the cost seems less prohibitive when you think of it like that. But what I love about it is that Jack and I will come together for like 10 minutes during the day and mm -hmm. play like seven games of 30-second papa shots. Mm. It's just a great thing to do. It's fun. Well, I have to say the research would really back you up on why this is great. It's great because it's active. It gets you moving. It gets you laughing. There's a little bit of social connection. And then it's over. You know, it, you don't get immersed in it in a way that then you have to break out of it or like you end up two hours go by. It's just it's up. It gets your blood pumping. I, I think this is a great idea. 
And the problem is it takes up room. It does take up a lot of room. We should give this to dad for Father's Day. He would love this. Mom would be like, "Uh, I don't think so. Yes. (laughs) It does take up an enormous amount of space. So now I have a trampoline in the living room (laughs) and Papa shot in the kitchen. And my latest thing is I'm trying to convince Adam to get a ping pong table for summer. To keep outside on the side of the house. And you're moving your treadmill desk in your office. I, I know. Our house is just taken up with large objects. It's this time. you got to adapt. Yes. You know, one thing, Gretchen, a lot of people are doing is for their backyard, they're getting those blow-up, water-slide, bouncy house-type things for summer. Oh, they're not doing that in New York. Not in New York, <laughs> but in other parts of the country, they're almost sold out. Yeah, you've got a backyard. Yeah. One thing about this time is you realize everybody's having exactly the same idea you had yeah. only like three days before it occurred to you. Yes, I'm a week behind the curve on everything, uh, I feel. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Change your life when you're changing your life. Let us know if you tried it and how it worked for you. Thanks to our producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, we say it every week and we mean it sincerely every week. Please be sure to tell a friend. That's how people hear about our podcast. And subscribe to us and rate and review us. We will give you a giant gold star for those rates and reviews. The resources for this week. If you are giving one of my books for graduation or a spring birthday or summer birthday, you can request a signed book plate to make the gift more personal. I will put a direct link to the request form in the show notes, or you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and click request to sign book plate. This is for U.S. and Canada only. I am very sorry. This is about mailing costs. This is something that I will actually mail. Also, if you want to know when my eBooks or my video courses go on sale, or if you'd like to get the happier show notes in your inbox each week, you can sign up for these updates and a lot more in my free weekly newsletter at GretchenRubin.com slash newsletter. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. So, Elizabeth, could you just have a ping pong table sitting outside? Like, it really never rains in L.A.? You could just have it outside? Yeah, well, we'd get an outdoor one. Our oh. My sister-in-law has one, and they've been using it a ton. That's where I got the idea. Ah. Oh. So we'll see. That's going to be hard because messing <laughs> with the backyard is a whole other level. Adam would rather have probably More a plants. ping pong table <laughs> in the hallway than outside. Everyone's got their priorities. Yep. From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well... Now it is on homes.com. 
They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.